Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. This is episode 109. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your host tonight. With me, as always, Dave, pa-rum-pum-pum-pum, wager. How are you, man? Parum pum 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 wager. Yes. How do you spell that? P a r r u m p u m p u m p u m. Yeah, you know what? I I hope those don't have any like second meanings or anything like that. But yeah, I do like the the little drummer boy song. I actually. thought it was barumpa bump bump. It, it is in Ireland, I think. Oh. Like, well, but, you were in Ireland, Jason, for a long time. Th- yes. So that's you, a good observation. Yeah, you were. So what, it's a Christmas season there. Do people slow down there, or do they get busier like we do? I would say that they're just as busy as we are in the holiday season. What are they doing? Shopping. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. No. Did we get that from them, or did they get that from us? I, I'm pretty sure that they get it from us. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, – actually, I'm, I say that again, pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure about a lot of things, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure about this. Black Friday is unique. Because obviously it's the day after Thanksgiving, but America, I mean, I think Canada has Thanksgiving too, maybe. Do they? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, the, really the only country that really is a big deal about Thanksgiving is U.S. Okay. Because obviously it's part of our heritage. And that yeah, I was going to say, why would Canada have so, Thanksgiving yeah. other so than... So the whole concept of... Do they have the 4th of July? They have Boxing Day. No, come on. They do too have the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't celebrate. Like yeah. <laughs> Get out Go on, please, Jason. We digress. We digress. <laughs> that was a trick question. You're right. right. Um, I'm keeping track. You, so, you failed that one, too. So too. the whole concept of Black Friday is nonsense in other countries because it's not like they have Thanksgiving and then a day after Thanksgiving. Wait, may I make an observation as long as you're rambling? Yes, please ramble on. I think that Black Friday is so yesterday already. I mean... Actually, it's, it's actually beyond yesterday. I know that, but I think that it's no longer important to us in America anymore. I think they they have diluted it, they have polluted it, and it's no longer something people live for. It's just something that's of the past. Because I think when they start Black Friday in um, October... <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. pre, pre-Black Friday yeah. sale? Yeah, when, it, when they start doing the Black Friday stuff in October, like... It gets ridiculous. <laughs> and by the time Black Friday comes around, you're going, is this a special day? It's not anymore. I mean, how many pre, pre, pre Black Friday sales did I see? Well, and they say the best deals are actually not on Black Friday anyway because you're buying like the off model of everything you're trying That's to buy. That's right. And what's with the Cyber Monday thing? It's like we have Cyber Monday all week. It's like so I, pff, change the name possibly. <laughs> well, it just it gives you an excuse. It gives you an excuse to surf the web when you're at work. Cyber week, cyber week. month, cyber year. Do something else because it's not Cyber Monday and it's not Black Friday and nobody cares anymore. Let me ask you this. What? Did you purchase anything on Cyber Monday or Black Friday? I might have. Ooh. <laughs> but I purchase something all the time on online because I live like in the middle of nowhere. So you live online, is what you're Let saying. Let me put it this way. <laughs> this year my my wife said we're going to have to give the UPS man a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I don't like going shopping. I, I mean, I'd rather just look it up online. I need, you know, I need a Q-tip. So I go buy a Q-tip, and it gets sent to my house in two days. And and why go shopping anymore? I mean, yeah. why do it? Why don't you bundle your orders together? Don't you save on shipping that way? No, because it's Amazon Prime, man. It's do, Oh, there you go. Do, are we advertising for them? Is that bad that I said that? But regardless, I don't, you know, you can buy, like, one thing and, and just, do you see the boxes that stuff comes in? We got a paintbrush in this big box. <laughs> <laughs> pretty soon it, a drone's like going to come and drop it's that It's like off. you shake the box and there's something in there. It's like, I'm pretty what sure a drone can find us up here in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some really ridiculous... Here's, I want to tip my hat, though. If you're a UPS man, woman, drone, if you're listening to us <laughs> today, I, my, I tip my hat to you. The, the UPS man came to our house. Now, this is uh, before Thanksgiving, I think. And he came to our house, and it was like 7 o'clock at night. And he dropped something off. And, and we're on first-name basis. I mean, we're buddies. Yeah. And so my wife calls him by name. What are you doing out so late? You know, it's like we care about him. And he says, oh, man, you know what? Sometimes my days don't end till 11, 12 at night. I said, you're kidding me. You care about wow. him so much, you keep ordering stuff. I do. I said, man, this is your job. <laughs> I'm, I'm helping you out here. But I guess they have an interesting life. You know, if they're in the middle of their route and, and UPS can call them and say, we got an overnight thing. You got to run back to the headquarters, get it, and go do it that day. They have yeah. to do it. Yeah. And so these guys will start their, their work day at a normal time. And a lot of times they're not home till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Wow. And they get up at like, they have to be at work at like 5. And they have to drive an ugly truck. Right. Well, that's. I mean, think about it, yeah. that. Think about getting stuck in that truck all day. Nobody's looking. Have <laughs> you ever figured out you're driving a UPS truck? Nobody's going, ooh, check out those wheels. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> well, if they would, then you probably won't get your package because everybody would be stealing them. I know, you know? Man. It's just, that's the. So you're, you're driving an ugly truck all day long and delivering packages to people who are kind of grumpy probably because they're waiting for their package and didn't get there yet. Well, Dan, and postal workers, tomorrow's actually going to be the busiest day at the post office. Yeah. With Christmas cards and all the packages that have to be shipped out and so delivered people, on time. So people shouldn't go postal tomorrow. Well, they shouldn't, but I, I do. <laughs> I want to echo that. I, I want to give a shout-out to all of our postal workers and say thank you. You guys and gals are the ones who make sure our Christmas cards get where they need to go so that our families all think we're responsible human beings for mailing out a thousand Christmas cards instead of assuming that they've already seen that photo on Facebook. There you go. Oh, there's the punchline. There it is. Is that the punchline? That's the punchline. All right, we're, we're cool. Who sends Christmas cards anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so post a picture on pa- Facebook. Do you know, it, it, this is interesting. Uh, do you guys send out Christmas cards? No. Do you send out Christmas cards? No. No, I no. don't. No, I, I don't. should, but all I All right, now our listening audience, anyone <laughs> out there, send out Christmas cards, raise your hand. I no, see that I, hand. I, I saw a hand. Did you? I did. You know what? Does anyone do that anymore? And, unless you're my age group. I, I'm like 60 on up or something. I mean, do you do it? We need to bring it back, Dave. Do you send out postcards? No. Or pictures, whatever no. it is? No, we don't. No. Dave, we need to bring it back. You know why? Because I've made fun of them most of my life. I read them. <laughs> <laughs> you read them and they're all the same. Yeah. Johnny's like this all-American. Joni's like this wonderful young lady. Our house is like just freshly painted, and we just got a new couch, and look at our dog. I mean, every Christmas letter is the same. And with the money you save by not sending Christmas cards, you could probably buy another couch. I, yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, a stamp is what, 49 cents nowadays? <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know, because I buy the forever ones, and they just say forever. So I, I don't know what I don't know what I'm paying for anymore. I think all of them are forever now. Yeah, but I don't, so what are you paying for? It's not even on there. I was just going to write on forever on a couple and see if it goes through. You should try that. Yeah. All right, we're going to bring it back, Dave. We're going <laughs> to actually we'll send you a Christmas card from all of us here at HopeNet Radio if you email us at hope at hopenet360.com. We will mail one out. We'll do it. 
We're going to mail a out a Christmas a card. Hat on. That is so yesterday. We're going to do it. We're going to do right. it. We're going retro. So email us your address to hope at hopenet360.com. We'll send you a Christmas card from all of us here at HopeNet Radio. Make sure you get it, and it'll I'll be, go and stand in line at the post office. I, I could do it. It'll be precious. I could do it. It'll be good. It'll yeah. be it'll be limited edition. It'll be yes. something you'll want to put on, in a in a frame on your wall. But you got to do it tonight. If you want to buy Christmas, you have to do it tonight, December thirteenth. That's the only way you're going to get it before Christmas. So tomorrow is the deadline. Yeah, tomorrow's when I'm sending them out. If you do it afterwards, we'll still send it to you, but it may not get to you until you know after the first. So Jeff, are you buying like those boxes of bulk Christmas cards, or or are these going to be real nice ones? Oh. They're in for a treat. These guys are in for a treat. <laughs> What's your address, you. Dave? My address? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Four 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 North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you live next to Santa? I do. Wow. Yeah, he's Unreal. Big. You know what? No wonder why you get the UPS so much. He needs to lose weight. <laughs> well, I think he is on a diet. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, everything now is on a diet. But anyway, tonight we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to keep it a little bit more joyful, as you want to call it, because it's the Christmas season. Uh, I've noticed a lot of people get so involved in the hustle and bustle that it's easy to what forget. What does hustle and bustle actually mean? It, it means you're running around, you're pushing people around, bustling them. And, bustle. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Give me the definition of bustle here. You just used a word that you don't know what it means. Dave, I'm trying to tell people what tonight's show is all about. Please bustling, continue. hustling. I'll be out of the way. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of these things that can, stand, can tend to steal our joy at Christmas time. We'll talk about some common questions about Christmas. And we've got an interview with a good friend of mine, Jeff Hollenbeck, about a new class that's coming to Green Bay. Plus, we've got a game for Jason and Dave, and I'm excited for this one. You're not going to want to miss it, so keep it here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at NicolayBibleInstitute.org. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Join us on a tweet back tonight. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And if you missed it, we want to mail you a Christmas card. So if you want to get a Christmas card uh, from uh, uh, DW, uh, Jason, myself, shoot us an email at hope at hopenet360.com. We'd love to send that to you. Classy one. A classy one. If you prefer to download it, you can go and download it on our website, too. We'll post that link in our show notes tonight, which will also be at hopenet360.com. So, Jeff, DW, Jason with you on the show, kind of having some fun tonight because in reality, Christmas, for a lot of people, Dave, we talk about this a lot. Each season kind of brings with it different perspectives, different things, but especially in the holiday season and in times where we've experienced some pain, some loss, maybe some things that are going on that are just not very joyful, are, are stealing our joy. It is so easy this time of year to lose our joy. It is. You know what? It's easy to lose our joy any time of the year, but especially this time, because I think God made us a certain way. He didn't make us to be self-centered, and we become self-centered. Yes. I mean, we, we start looking at, what do I get out of this? How can I enjoy the holiday? What can I do for myself? And I tell you, that's the formula for being miserable. So if you want to be miserable, think about yourself and how you're going to take care of yourself. If you want to enjoy life, you start thinking of others. It really is a wonderful opportunity to include other people in your life. I mean, there's so many simple things that make somebody else's life just wonderful. 
Jason, name a simple thing that somebody has done for you, like at Christmas time, that just warmed your heart. Just you thought, boy, that's just really nice. They baked cookies. There you go. Yeah, I mean, how simple is that? Yeah, you can go bake some cookies, bring them to somebody. Yeah, and just tell them you're thinking about them. You know, there's a church I speak at regularly, and and as I was speaking at this church, I got a box in the mail at Christmas, and it was full of cheese and sausage. I thought, you know, thank you. That was just really nice. I, yeah. I, I didn't need it. I mean, I. But then when I have people over to my house, I break open the cheese and I have something and to share with them. It's like passing something on to somebody else that they gave you, and it's just it's a wonderful thing. So, it's a gift that keeps on giving, especially when someone gets to cut the cheese. Yeah, that's right. And I'm yeah. Literally or metaphorically? Metaphorically. Literally, literally. guys, literally. <laughs> I, I guess. I'm just throwing out there what the I don't know what you guys thinking. are talking about. I'm old. But, Jeff, yes. somebody give you a gift at Christmas that you just say, oh, man, it's just, it warmed my heart. I have to think about that. Um, I don't know. My love language is not receiving gifts. Okay. What is so, it? So, I mean, I like gifts. My, lo- but- my love language is kick and catch. <laughs> it's not a... <laughs> Is that a love language? <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a love language. Well, how come I feel so good when I do it? I, that's the question. It sounds like you're just focused on yourself when you pick the cat. Oh, I'm sorry. I got Yeah. Let's let's go somewhere else with this. I, I think I... You know what? If you've got an email that you're upset with me, I really don't kick cats. It was just a, a, a moment. A moment where he did A moment where I let my words slip out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think... I don't know. My guess is probably acts of service. Like, I just like to serve people okay. i don't necessarily like to receive acts of service necessarily but i do like to serve do you think that though love language is receiving gifts does or is that just um well make you miserable if that's your language i mean for example gifts yeah you love giving them see there's kind two of. sides to gifts kind, yeah, because yeah, you're but, serving people i mean it's, it's serving them with the gift of your time or the gift of like if you could help somebody out yeah you would do that and you'd feel really good about that yep well i think everybody would don't you? Yeah. I mean, in that sense? You have to look at, there's a book out there called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. What and if it talks six? about Well, there might be six, but okay. it's scientific, so you have to talk to the scientists behind it, All I right. guess. Um, it's important to know what your gifts I just, I for me, uh, getting gifts is, it's cool. It lasts for a moment, but then those gifts just kind of, after a while, they wear away. You know, I use them up or, you know, they're no longer in my fridge or that I use them anymore. So they kind of lose that glisten or that, that glow that it first gave off. So gifts to me, I know in six months, I might not be using the same gift that I am now, unless it's like a backpack or something that's like practical that I use every so single day. So should we open a can of herring here? I mean, Could. instead of a can of worms, it's Christmas season. So we're going to go with herring. Okay. Um, you said the, there's five love, love languages? Let, let me ask you and Jason something. When we're focusing on the love languages, are we focusing on us at that point? I mean, when you hear someone say, like, let's say I'm your friend, so I say, well, you're my friend and here's my love language, so this is how you have to express things to me. No, it's actually... Is that what it is? No, the idea behind love languages is helping you understand how... I, part of it is how you receive love, but the other part of it is how you give love. So okay. how you show love to other people, and it can be acts of service, it can be quality time, it can be physical touch, uh, gifts, you know, giving gifts, and that sort of thing. So uh, there's there's different types, and it's just kind of understanding how we're wired, because in those ways, when someone uh, gives us a gift or when someone speaks the same love language that we do and we receive that, 
that's when it really means something to us versus if someone were to say, if you're not a gift kind of person where you don't like to give gifts or you don't like to receive gifts necessarily and someone gives you something and you're like, oh, thanks, you know, instead of it being something they truly appreciate. Does that make sense? To go with your thought, Dave, I think it could go either ways. You know, I think some people take the love languages and say, all right, this is how, you know, it's more me focused, you know, with, all right, these are my love languages, so love me like this. Whereas just as, as Jeff kind of described there, I think a lot of other people take it and tr- try to use it as an understanding of, all right, knowing how this works, here's how I can best love right. this person. Yeah. You know. So you could use what's good, like understanding the love languages right. for something bad. Like you could use Christmas that good to celebrate what Jesus did and coming to earth and God's gift to us. Or you could use it for bad and make it all about you. and Exactly. Yeah. Another one that I like to use, the words of affirmation, that's another that's another love language that affirming people yeah, in doesn't, something doesn't everyone have that no so, not everybody goes out of their way to express their affection or their appreciation that, for no, something so if i say jason what either of you have words of affirmation as your love language i do do you i think my second or third you these can be ranked if you take the test online it ranks so i should take the test and figure out what it is yeah it's kicking cats on there uh, it could be. Yeah, okay. I'll have to check it out. Tapping yeah, your foot's not. Not. You know what? I'm trying to figure out if there's a human being on the planet that you don't say words of affirmation to that they don't feel loved. Well, I think it's. I think that. I think that's true. I think everybody to an extent feels love, but I think. I okay. Think in regards to this love language, you know, if I were to write you a, a letter, okay, appreciating you, there's people that would really cherish that, keep it, and like store it forever. And then there's people that would read it. Oh, that was nice. They would say, they don't know me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> They're lying about me. Yeah. That's right. They really know who I am. You know, so it's not that that everybody doesn't. It's just you're more inclined to that, I would say. Yeah. Well, it's, that's where my, my head's going. I'm wondering, okay, so there's these five long, love languages, but what if everybody's all five of them? I think you we can be, are all five of them to an extent. Yeah, I think you, you're stronger in some. Like for me, to give you a better idea of words of affirmation, it's that you notice, for me, I, I notice little things. So if someone is going out of their way, picking up some trash around after, after an event or something that I didn't specifically ask them to do, I'll pick out that and say, thank you for serving. Thank you for just giving. And it may not have seemed like a big deal to them just doing that, but it's kind of calling out things that you notice that are positive versus our natural human desires to point out the negative. So, and a lot so- of times we deflect responsibility because... You know, we're insecure with ourselves, so we'll start putting it on somebody else. But to notice something and then to affirm them in that is it is a gift. It's not just something that comes naturally I to us. I get that, but if you don't read the book, then you don't know that you do that, so you don't do that. No, when you read the book, it makes sense. So when you read the book, it doesn't change anything? I'm not buying the book. No, it's like when you read the Bible, Dave. Stuff just jumps off the page of you, doesn't it? Does, it does, but it changes my life. It, it would, like if, if right. I give you words of affirmation naturally, because that's how I do it, then I read the book and I go, oh, that's a gift. That, would it change anything? Would I still give you words of affirmation? You should start trying it, Dave. Yeah, well, I, I don't do that. I kick cats. <laughs> I know. So you should That's you should why I'm wondering in there. <laughs> you should just try giving the gifts of affirming words. All right, let me try. I like your hairstyle, Jeff. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. Well, that was meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're gonna take a break here on HopeNet Radio. Join us tonight on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Also, if you need to, you can chat with a live coach. Visit hopenet360.com. Click on the chat with a live coach. Talk to a live coach button. And we'll have more here for you on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM.
Hi, I'm Tara Kay. World Relief is excited to partner with HopeNet Radio listeners this Christmas to provide welcome kits for newly resettled refugees. World Relief Fox Valley has resettled 135 refugees this year in Northeast Wisconsin. Show them what Christmas is all about by giving the gift of a welcome kit. Check out HopeNet360.com slash welcome. That's HopeNet360.com slash welcome. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. We're having fun on the tweet back. Join us. Use the hashtag HNRTB. If you're hanging out with us on Twitter, you can also follow us on Facebook. You can like our page, HopeNet Radio, and be a part of this conversation with us. We would love for you to be a part of that. Also, if you did miss it earlier, we will send you a Christmas card. So if you would like to get a Christmas card from Jeff, DW, Jason, that says something like Merry Christmas or a very important message for you, Christmas message, That's you right. can email us your address Merry to hope Christmas. at hopenet360.com. We or will not mail Packers. you anything else. Guys, you have to do it tonight. So th- that's, that's right. the catch. If you want it before Christmas, you have to email us tonight, tonight, December 13th, because December 14th, busiest day at the post office. And I don't and really want to be there until midnight. So, so like, do it tonight. Tonight is like Black Sunday. Yeah. If you, e- if you email us after this, um, if you're listening to the podcast, All deals okay. are off after tonight. Cyber Sunday, Black Cyber Sunday. Cyber Sunday, Black Sunday. Yeah, it is kind of black. Or maybe it's Black Monday. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. But. Oh. Either way, Platinum uh, Monday. Let's let's start start a new one. Paper Monday. I don't know. Paper this is Monday. Serious. Yeah. Postal so, Monday. <laughs> postal Monday. Where everybody goes postal. <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> no, don't go postal. <laughs> I'm not sure literally about that. or metaphorically. Uh, metaphorically. <laughs> postal pad. All right, so uh, guys, the Christmas story. You know, we're twelve days before Christmas, and there's a song about that. There's a song. Twelve days of Christmas. Well, but that starts the day of Christmas and goes through like. January. How do you know all these things? I thought it's before Christmas. I do research, Dave. I read. So it's bo- you read. <laughs> I read the interwebs, Dave. I went to a Chicago public Wait, school. Wait, hold the phone. The twelve days of Christmas starts on Christmas and goes after Christmas. Yes. How can that be twelve days of Christmas? Oh. It's after Christmas. I it's thought over. it led. I up am to so Christmas. done with Christmas on the twenty sixth. Okay, perfect. Because we've got a game to play tonight on Hogan right, Radio, which we it. will. Me against Jason. Yeah, you, you and Jason. So we're gonna play the game. Know your Christmas carols. All right. Here's the rules. I'm gonna read a Is verse this about women. No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Christmas Carol. Wow. Christmas, Linda, Christmas, go on. Know your Christmas carols. And the rules go like this. I'm going to read a verse from a popular Christmas carol. Okay. And we'll each take turns. You guys will take turns trying to guess the name of the carol. But there's a twist. The lyrics will not be from the first verse, which you'll probably know. They're going to come from later on in the song. So you have to guess the name of the carol. And I'm going to read. I'm not going to sing it for you. Bonus points awarded if you can name the writer. You guys ready? I think so. All right. All right. I'm, I am so ready. So uh, Wait, I'm moving to the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> You're moving. To, I'll wait for you. Thank you. All right. So uh, first, Carol, uh, this Who, one. Who's it going to? This one's going to Jason. Going to me. Okay. All right. Should be easy. Hopefully. Piece of cake. goes like this. It says, be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. <laughs> I can see your face. You have no clue. <laughs> no, I'm trying to sing the tune. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it, teacher. I, I can't think of it. I know you it. Go with it. Do I get right. the point if I know it? Are you passing, Jason? Uh, I, I'll have to pass on this one. All right. You can steal, Dave. Away in a manger. It is. There it is. There you go. Whoa. One point. There it is. All right. Good job. Uh, Age over beauty. Second one. This one's for Dave. Got it. Led by the light of faith, serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by light of a star sweetly gleaming, 
Here come the wise men from the Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger in all our trials born to be our friend. Hark, Harold the angel sang? No. Is it Hark, Harold the angel? No, not even close. Oh, is he not named Harold? No, I don't even think he knows Carol. Joy Same. to the world. Jason, you want to steal? I don't know. He said joy to the world. Joy to the world. Uh, it's Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night. It was on the tip of my tongue. I know. Clearly. I am winning, though. Back to the great Somebody year of goes back to me. 1847. Yeah, it goes back to Jason. So, uh, Jason, the next Christmas Carol. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Oh, brother. Come, peasant king, to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling you're failing this one. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Oh, almost. No. Dave? I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, oh, come, all ye faithful? No. You have another guess, Jason? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel? I don't know. Nobody knows this? Oh, come, oh, come, all Emmanuel. All right. (laughs) Can you sing it? Then I might know it. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that an Irish tune? Frankincense and Mar or something? I don't know. What child is this? Oh, what child is this? Oh, I knew what child it was, so I don't pay attention to that. Because that's a question, and I knew. I knew the child. That's unfair. All right. Well, Dave wins that round on the steal. One to zero. Oh, that's it? Good game. So did you ever, when you were a kid mess up on the titles like I did. I mean, honestly, as a yeah. kid, I thought it was Hark Harold the Angel sang. So like Harold sang? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the name Harold. Unreal. So, But you, just think of it. You're a uh, you know, eight-year-old kid and they're belting out this Hark, you know, the Harold, but you just hear Hark Harold the Angel sang. So did you think that our national anthem had to do with Jose? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, actually, actually not. But, but I did think it was Hark Harold the Angel sang. It's easy to mix up the lyrics, especially when they're in Latin. I mean, that makes a huge difference. I I never sang it in Latin. (laughs) No? No, I got messed up in English. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, just regular old English messed me up. Yeah, Yeah. that's not hard. Yeah, Christmas, a lot of those details get missed, whether it's a Christmas song or it's even in the Christmas story. I mean, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus were three wise men. Really? What school district did you go to? You know, you just searched the I thought Dave was the one that grew up in the Chicago public schools. (laughs) Boy, you sound like you sat next to me. (laughs) You you do know. You know know what? There are a couple couple interesting things about the Christmas story that that people can ponder. This scene, obviously, where the wise men are right next to Jesus in the the manger, that that probably wasn't true. They came a little later, so they Mm -hmm. were somewhere else. So it's interesting that our nativity scenes have that, but it's just interesting. The, the idea of Mary riding on the, the donkey, you know, I mean, that's interesting. And she might have, actually. But tradition would have had the man riding on the donkey and the woman walking. You know, nine months pregnant, I, would that have made a difference? Yeah, hope so. That's, that's how the, I know that Mary was a yeah, saint. Yeah, because... You know, she walked that far. Or she rode that far, either one. Either way, road is just yeah. as grueling, I yeah. think. I yeah. haven't been pregnant, but my wife has, and it's not a really fun time it being nine months pregnant. It might have been easier to walk than ride a donkey at that point, too. I, you know, I waddle. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But there are waddle. some conjectures. Yeah, the Waddle, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're it's, watch it's, out. It's Jeff at Hope Net. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know. Um, I'm just ladies. All you ladies, please. I think the ladies that have been pregnant would agree. Yeah, well, I think you're in trouble. And then to get to the end, I think the end is probably the biggest villain in the whole story, right? Because they get to the end, there's no room. Apparently, there's no rooms available, so they have to go out in the stable. Think about that. Yeah, that's. I mean, she didn't kill the guy. No. Which nine months pregnant, you probably are going to get attacked. Were they talking about a single inn, or think about it this way? 
Joseph was going to a town where all his relatives were. And nobody put him up for the night. Exactly. With a woman that was about to give birth to a child. Unbelievable. Did you ever think about why? No, not really. I, well, 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 let's think about this for a second. Did you ever think about why, Jason? I have not. Me neither. No, I have, actually. The Bible doesn't say it, but think about this. Mary was a virgin. Nobody believed it, most likely. So she was going to a town with all of Joseph's relatives. And, I, and just my speculation is they thought, here's Joseph and that little slut girl. Mm. We're not going to let her in any of our places. You know, because they, that's how they treated people back yeah. then. So the only place that was available was it. So the reputation of Mary probably preceded her into that town. And when she went in there, because I cannot figure out how in all of Joseph's relatives, there wasn't one person that would have allowed him to uh, have a room that night so that he could have a baby born. And uh, I think that's a sobering thought for us. Sometimes we're really concerned about what everybody thinks about us on the outside. You know what? Mary was doing things right. Yeah. And in the end, she was proven that she was doing things right and she was taken care of. I think we need to focus this time of year on just doing what's right and not necessarily thinking about what everyone's thinking about us. And, uh, and it'll turn out. In the second half of HopeNet Radio, we are going to slow down a little bit on this Christmas season, reflect a little bit more on the story. There's a lot of silliness that we get so wrapped up in, the Christmas parties, the white elephant gift exchanges. But it's so important at this time of year that we actually just slow down and we just pause long enough to really reflect on the true meaning of Christmas. We also are going to sit down with Jeff Hollenbeck and talk about a class coming in Green Bay that you're not going to want to miss. So keep it here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio, and I'd love to invite you, our listening guest, to a special weekend at the Wolf River Refuge, sponsored by Silver Birch Ranch, a time where we get together and learn how to really study the Bible. We call it Digging Deeper. It'll be held February 19th to 21st. You can find more information at wolfriverrefuge.org. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, thanks for joining us for the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Jason with you tonight. We're 12 days before Christmas. I'm sure everybody's anxiously awaiting the arrival and maybe even the past. Maybe you're already tired of the Christmas season. I don't know about you guys. It seemed like Christmas started out way, way, way early this year. Maybe it's just me. But anyway, Christmas season's here. We're slowing down a little bit. And uh, before we get back into our conversation, I want to just remind you that tonight we are hanging out on Twitter. So if you want to join us in the conversation, you can follow this conversation with us on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And also our show notes are available at HopeNet360.com. So if you miss any part of this and you want to go back and listen to the, the show again, you can check it out. Show notes are there. The podcast is also available after the show at our website, HopeNet360.com. So guys, we've been kind of jokingly funny about the Christmas story, talking about how uh, Frosty and uh, little boy Brown, Charlie Brown, and Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus, uh, were the three wise men. And while there are a lot of things that get lost in the shuffle of Christmas, I think it's really important that we actually sit down and, and look at those little details that really do matter, but only the ones that are really significant about Christmas. Because Christmas, all of a sudden you throw in the meals and the parties and the presents and 
the shopping and all that stuff. I don't know why people do shopping because Santa's coming anyway, but people are doing all this stuff and losing out on really what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. I think that's that's the most unfortunate thing about the Christmas season, to be honest. Yep. So Jason, Dave, what is Christmas about really? What should we what should we do at Christmas? Well, um, to use a, an old phrase that uh, that we've all heard before, Jesus is the reason for the season, you know, and, and we've heard that, we've said it before, but I think it's something that that sometimes we say and almost we have put it aside, but the significance of the season is that Jesus, the Son of God, was born. That's what we're celebrating, and the significance of that is that was the beginning of the life that took the ultimate sacrifice for us. That's one thing that I love about this season. Yeah, you get the gifts, you get all that sort of stuff. But to me, the most exciting thing is is the platform, especially as Jesus followers that we have, to share about Jesus. Because everybody knows that Christmas, that Christ ultimately is the center of it. Whether they say Xmas, whether they say holiday season, everybody knows what Christmas ultimately started as mm-hmm. and what a, what a better way for us to refocus what we're about yeah and don't get me wrong the giving is a great part of christmas as long as we're giving with the right heart i think also looking at the way that god gave us his son he did something i mean i think every christian agrees that this was the most significant event in all human history right. when you look at it and god did it in the most insignificant way you you mentioned the fact that the people that probably would have put up Mary and Joseph for the night to hang out and to get into town for the census and probably would have provided a much more comfortable arrangement for her to actually have a child in than a stable. Um, the reality is God planned it in such a way where she would be culturally and from a social standpoint at the one of the lowest points of, of mm-hmm. one of the lowest demographics, really, as far as people that would actually want to reach out and, and help this. And, and so God did this all. The Christmas story is done. It's put together uh, ultimately divinely by God himself in a way that was so significant, but it, the way was so insignificant. It made him look like it really wasn't or shouldn't have even happened. Yeah. Imagine somebody following God, doing exactly what they're supposed to, and being misunderstood, eventually hunted down. How many people do you think really want to be blessed by God? Do you think people out there are saying, I really would like God to bless me? In the back of their mind, probably. Yeah, but let's take a look at the most blessed person that God claims is the most blessed person in history, and that's Mary. Hmm. She got pregnant when she was probably a young teenager, and, and she said that she was a virgin, so there weren't that many people buying that story. Yeah. Not only that, but after being shunned and probably angering people by telling them the truth. She eventually went to give birth. She had a nine months pregnant. She's going to Bethlehem. Then nobody would let her in. She gives birth to a child and there's only swaddling clothes. Now swaddling clothes were clothes that they used to keep under their garments in case somebody died on the trip. So they were taking clothes that were meant for death and they wrapped their baby in it. And their environment was terrible. Pretty soon they had to be on the run because People wanted to kill Jesus. So where's the blessing start here? Oh, oh, wait, it continues. (laughs) Down the road, Joseph disappears from the pages of Scripture. We do not know where Joseph went. We do not know what happened. For some reason, he just disappears. So for those of us that have read the story over and over again, read the Bible over and over again, we kind of believe that Mary became a single mom. Not sure, but we think so. I don't know, maybe it was the pressure of having a perfect child that drove Joseph away. I have no idea. But eventually, Mary stood at a cross and watched her son, who never did anything wrong, 
who loved her parents, who she watched him get nailed to a cross. Can you tell me where the blessing begins? See, I think sometimes if you want to do something this Christmas season, slow down and redefine what blessing is. I actually think that blessing is, is when we're actually accomplishing what God put in our lives to accomplish. I think that's what the greatest blessing is. And if we're in the middle of being blessed, Satan hates that. And he'll grab everybody that he's got to go against those people who are actually loving God and listening to him. God makes it pretty easy. I just got to love him and listen to him. But in the process, it makes me kind of um, angry at times, if you want to call it anger or whatever the word might be, disappointed. When I see people saying, well, I just wish God would bless me because I think, I don't know if you know what you're asking. Because really what you're asking is, I want health, and I want people to like me, and I want to feel important, and I want to, you know, you want that. But if I look at Mary, all of those ingredients were missing. <laughs> the, the only thing that was really there was purpose, significance. And she knew. Do you, do you ever wonder why Mary, when she was told she was pregnant, she was going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit, she pondered it in her heart. It wasn't like she went out with a banner. Yeah. No Facebook ad on that one. You know, I mean, it was, I'm thinking about this, this is odd. Yeah. And and believe me, it was costly. So I would encourage our listeners, uh, take some time this Christmas to really consider what a real blessing is. And a real blessing, to, as I read the scriptures, is knowing that your life actually matters and living as if it does. And people are not going to understand that. The way we do that is making sure we're in God's family. Jesus came to this world so that he could die eventually to pay for my sins so that I could have access to God and I could repair the damage done by sin. And I could enjoy being in God's family. And that alone is the greatest blessing. You know, um, what I want from my family at Christmas as I'm getting older, I ask my daughters for really one thing. Everything else does not matter, honestly. I ask them for one thing. I would love to have you home during that day. I just want to be with you. That's all I want. Slow, quiet. Let's just be together Mm -hmm. as a family. And you know what? That's how I picture our Heavenly Father saying this Christmas season, would you just slow down and be with me? That's what matters. Would you be with me, please? And I want to encourage our listening guests, if you don't know God as a father, would you go to HopeNet360.com and talk to some of the live coaches there and, and just say, man, this is the season. I need to know God as my father. And let them talk you through that. And if you do know God, if God is your Father, and you're, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you put your trust in Him, would you take some moments this Christmas to sit and relax and enjoy being in God's presence and just being with Him? I, I think it'll make a huge difference in your life. And I, and I know as a Father, that's what I love, and I know our Heavenly Father loves it too. And it's actually something you can do without money. You just got to decide to do it. When we come back, we are going to talk to Jeff Hollenbeck. He is bringing the Perspectives class, and we'll learn more about that when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Also, chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com, especially if this has been a difficult time for you. This time of year is difficult for a lot of people, and we really believe on this show that conversations save lives. And right now, there's a live coach waiting to have a real conversation with you. So visit HopeNet360.com, and this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com.
Hey, I'm Tiger McLuhan from Youth Leadership. Recharge is coming to Green Bay this February. We know a lot of adults, parents, a lot of youth ministries that are filled with caring people who love children and love kids, but haven't really had the opportunity to be equipped, given practical ideas on how to do that desire more effectively. Every children's ministry worker, every youth worker hopes that their ministry makes a difference in their small group works, that confirmation impacts those kids, but hope is not a strategy. To learn more about Recharge, visit ministryrecharge.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, your host tonight. Join us on the tweet back tonight. Use the hashtag HNRTV if you're hanging out with us on Twitter. And tonight, we're joined in studio with a good friend of mine, Jeff Hollenbeck. And Jeff is... First of all, welcome to HopeNet Radio, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks Glad for be being, here. yeah, Jeff and Jeff. Thanks for being here with us this week. He is the coordinator here in Northeast Wisconsin to bring in the perspectives class. And uh, one of the things that we've been talking about is the need not just to understand that there are refugees, people that are different. We we've seen this all over, mm-hmm. not just in Wisconsin, but we've got people in our communities that whether it's a different race, different ethnicity, different language barriers. There's a lot of things today as Christians that I think some of us understand, but others, we don't really know how to relate with these other people. And it kind of naturally, for some reason, the things we don't understand, typically we get afraid of. Well, very much so. You, you don't know what's going to happen at work. You don't know what's going to happen. First time it snows, you don't know anything. Yeah. You, you know, you're just, what's the world going to be like? And, of course, when you see the world kind of exploding all around us on the news and some of that stuff seems to be coming into Green Bay or the Valley sometimes, you wonder, well, what can I do about that? And you get scared and you kind of push it off. But I think what we need to do is start engaging a little bit more because once you do engage, you start realizing that, these refugees, they're people too, mm-hmm. and perhaps you, with the gospel inside of you, have not only a kingdom responsibility, but also a kingdom joy yeah. to bring to these people, and all of a sudden you start realizing you've got something to offer. Now, you talk a little bit about how you've seen a lot of churches. You're someone that, I know you're tied into a church locally here in Green Bay, mm-hmm. but you've also been helping other churches, other areas grow their missions department. A lot of churches you found have taken on this approach of being community and outreach focused. And that's a little bit different because some churches in the past have been internal focused, a lot of about our programs and, mm-hmm. and our systems and communication and children's ministry, youth ministry, young adults ministry, but they've been really internal. And now there's a huge transition in church culture to move outside the four walls. But how many times do you see a church that actually puts together some kind of a, a training for missions or a training for outreach or that sort of thing that you think really helps to prepare Christians? Honestly, I don't know all the different churches in the area, but I know that there are a lot of them who are doing a lot of outreach kind of things. And certainly they are trying to prepare their people in certain ways to get out there. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've seen, though, is that especially when it comes to missions or short-term missions, it seems to be a lot of youth-oriented work. And uh, that's fine. That's wonderful because those young guys have got a lot of energy. They've got a lot of passion for things. But sometimes they don't have a lot of understanding of what they're really doing. Mm. And a service project then becomes just a service project, which is fine. But there's a lot of people who do that. The Rotary Club does that. The Lions Club does that. All kinds of people are doing service projects. But we've got Mm. the gospel inside of us. (laughs) And if we're really going to go off into the world and be a kingdom influence, we really need to have a kingdom understanding. And I think sometimes we don't always have that to the depth that we really could. 
And I think sometimes we send people off on these adventures that are good for us because it's a part of our discipleship program. But I think we need to be a little bit more understanding of what we really have so that we can deliberately and more properly bring that gospel out to people who maybe don't know Jesus yet. I think we need to be better at that. Jeff, when did this suddenly kind of change within you? You've probably been a Christian for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Were you always really passionate about learning about different cultures and different people types and in this whole missions outreach kind of a focus? Right. That's a whole other episode <laughs> to talk about that. Uh, no, I was not always uh, really excited about missions. I only honestly thought missionaries were kind of weird people. But... I had become a Christian through University Christian Fellowship at UW-Green Bay, and I learned uh, a lot about discipleship. I learned about what God was doing in the world, and I understood what discipleship was really supposed to be about. But it wasn't until I started learning about the Great Commission and a thing called the Abrahamic Covenant in Genesis that I started realizing that God had this mode of operation where he was dumping his blessings into regular people Mm. so that we could go and pour those blessings onto other people, usually in a cross-cultural setting, so that people, the nations, would come back to him. All of a sudden, it just galvanized inside me this thinking that made me realize I have something to offer, and I'm I'm part of something much bigger than just a Christmas pageant or an Easter show or going to church endless Sundays in a row. Mm -hmm. I was part of building something that was going to bring the end of all history when Jesus would come back again. And that meant getting out there into the world, and that really excited me, because not only was it a sense of me being in a bigger context, it was also the church having a real worldwide purpose, coupled with the exotic nature of travel and different people, and all of a sudden this Indiana Jones adventure was open to all of us, but it had the extra oomph of being a part of the gospel. Yeah, That's what got me excited. And from Green Bay, Wisconsin, from anywhere in the world, you can get to any other part of the world. And that's why it's so exciting for us to be a part of this, because we can get there from there, and we can make something happen. Yeah. Now, you have a course that you've been working to bring to other churches to equip Christians to look beyond even their church context. It's it's not to say churches are not getting outside their box and doing missions things. A lot of churches are doing some exactly. really great things in their community. That's right. And this course that you're working to bring in the Green Bay called Perspectives, can you talk a little bit about this? How do how does this fit into Christians? Is this something that every Christian you think should utilize? Um, I'm glad that we're talking about perspective because this is a class that has been out there for a great many number of years. I just got myself connected to it over the last couple of years. It's certainly nothing I've developed. It was the U.S. Center for World Missions back in Pasadena, California, back in the 70s that was really developing the perspectives course. It is the perspectives on the world Christian movement. It's a 15-week college-level class where you get a bit of theology, You get a bit of the history of what happens in the world, and it's a sense of what is the modern-day kind of strategies now, how you're really bringing culture and Christianity together. What do you have inside of you that uh, really needs to be brought to the rest of the world? And it was a way for missionaries who were on the field to get a better understanding of kind of the more global vision that God had. But it became something that everybody else was really excited about learning as well. So lay people started to jump into this too. So now over the course of 30, almost 40 years, thousands of people in hundreds of countries 
have gone through this course and they've gotten this education, which is sort of like college, but it's not the full-blown, you know, mm-hmm. many-year commitment. Mm-hmm. And it's a way for them to get more missional in their thinking. It's a way for them to get more strategic in the way they reach out. And it's a way for them to get much deeper with their discipleship. So I would say, yes, it is for everybody, but it has special, it's more special for lay leaders, pastors, missionary leaders, outreach people like that. So it'd really be great if we could get people like that really thinking in missional terms and really, uh, and really, um, deeper understanding of what missions is all about, but then they can trickle that down into everybody else so that we can become much more smart about our missional thinking. Now, you you guys are bringing in this Perspectives course to Green Bay, and this is the first time in a long time. My understanding is, is this the first time it's ever been in Green Bay? It's the first time ever like this. It started as a simulcast a couple of years ago where just a few of us kind of came together, but that little nucleus of people have now started live classes in Appleton, there's another one going to be in Oshkosh, and we're linking up with a group that's in Sheboygan right now. Cool. But this is the first time ever that we'll have it 15 weeks live in Green Bay. And so when does this start? Where does it go? Where do people find out information about Perspectives? Okay, A number one, you go out to perspectives.org where you can search for the Green Bay class, and you can find all kinds of information about the history of the class and then what's happening specifically in Green Bay. And then once you get out there, you can sign up for the Green Bay class, which is going to be starting on January 17th. And for 15 weeks, from 5 o'clock until 8 o'clock in the evening, over at Central Church on Shane Street, you'll be getting lots of information, deep, penetrating new knowledge about theology and history and the strategies that you can bring right here into your hometown ministries. All right, perspectives.org is the website. Check out the show notes at hopenet360.com. You can find that link there. And if you register before Tuesday or by Tuesday, you can save 25 bucks on registration. So check out that information at hopenet360.com. We'll have more with Jeff on our website at hopenet360.com. Check out the full interview. Lots of great things we're talking about. We'll talk a little bit more about perspectives, what you can learn, what you can gain from that class and being a part of that class. So check that out at hopenet360.com. And this conversation, will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Jason, wrapping things up tonight on the show. Guys, we've been having a lot of fun on this conversation. You can join us right now. We're hanging out on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Especially if you got thoughts tonight. As we've been chatting, we've been having some fun on the show. And, and we talked about, <laughs> early on, love languages of all things. And I think one of the takeaways from that, guys, is we're kind of giving some final thoughts and some perspective tonight on the show is find a way to show someone that you actually care. I think we get so wrapped up. It's so easy, guys. It's time you're going to lose out on, on joy and you start giving gifts because you're obligated to give gifts. You got another party to go to and you got to bring a gift there. And then you get entered into this white elephant gift exchange or some kind of real gift exchange party. And so now you're obligated to give another gift and you're obligated to go to this place and make this dessert or this meal and everything else. And we get wrapped up in the whole season of obligation, I think. That's maybe the biggest theme. And one of the things that destroys love or, or damages a love 
loving relationship is that sense of obligation when you feel like there's an expectation to meet someone else's expectations for something so that it could be the perfect, beautifully wrapped Christmas party or Christmas present that you have ever given before. Like, it's got to be better than last year. And so we just get focused on all the obligations this time of year. And we lose out on really not only giving other people that sense of love that they actually are appreciated, um, but then even for us, we have a hard time accepting it. So for me, that's one of my final thoughts. I think too, Dave, as we've talked about as well, as it's important to slow down, guys. It just is to go back to really what matters. And I think next week, what we should probably talk about is a little bit how pain and suffering, how so many of us, we've all experienced it in our own lives in some way, that this is actually a part of the holiday season. Unfortunately, just the pain of losing somebody and and so we kind of get mixed up. We have a lot of emotions, a lot of things going on this time of year. What are some of your guys' final thoughts as we've been wrapping up this show? You know, I just love that whole idea of just slowing down. And we were kind of talking about this in between segments and, and in our own discussions. But uh, I think with our culture nowadays, we get so busy with the Christmas season, whether it's shopping, whether it's visiting family, traveling, you know, especially if you live a longer distance from, you know, your your close family, you know, you got to go travel and see them. You got Thanksgiving pretty much right next to Christmas, you know, only a month in between or, or even a little bit less sometimes. And so you're just doing a lot of traveling and in all of that travel and the hustle and bustle, as we used earlier on in the show, I think we lose sight of actually taking the time to be still and enjoy the time together and the time that we could just look at the important things in life. Yeah. And, and you were getting at that a little bit earlier, Dave, and, and just, you know, taking the time to really look at what's important. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, you've got to do something where you just turn off the phones and do things and look at each other and, and talk to each other and talk to each other about um, what you're thinking and what your lives are about and, and just enjoy. There's something about being with somebody and enjoying them, just being with them. See, that's, that's what we miss because yeah. we seem to enjoy our gadgets more yeah. and our stuff more and our football games more and our parades more. How about if we just enjoy each other? You know, I, I would make a suggestion. Now, your, your kids might be too young for this, but as your kids get older and they can actually understand uh, people telling stories, I would suggest that, that you go to a, a retirement home hmm. or a, 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 an assisted living home and find the oldest person there. And ask them to tell you about their Christmases when they were kids. <laughs> and just let your kids hear it. Yeah, That's slowing down right there. Yeah. Not only that, you'd be tremendously encouraging to somebody that has nobody and nothing, mm-hmm. most likely. Yeah. Now, you may not want to do that on Christmas Day unless you find out they have nobody visiting them. Can you imagine being one who is in a retirement home and no relatives to come and see you on Christmas? I tell you... I'm not quite in that age bracket yet. I'm 60, but I I do love talking to little children about how I grew up and what I experienced, and and they brighten my day. I I, I look at these kids in church walking down the aisle and doing things, and I told uh, my wife one day, I said, "Kids make my soul happy." I mean, they just they're just kids, and there's so much in their lives that are just fun, you know, and so innocent. And uh, I think that we would do best just to stop. And play with them. Sit on the floor. Just make it about not rushing anywhere or being somewhere. And then even before that, go sit in a room with someone older and let them tell you about life. Let them ask them questions about when they grew up. And, you know, it might be amazing that your kids like that tradition because think of all the different stories from people who are maybe in their 90s or 80s and that they could tell you about 
Christmas and, and growing up that would just give your kids an experiential base that would be broader than they have now. Because they, they're going to know what now is like. Mm-hmm. But, but what about then? So I encourage you, I use this time for something more than just being greedy, which isn't going to make you happy. But really slow down, turn things off, look people in the eye, and include people who may not otherwise be included. And uh, see if it doesn't make it the best Christmas ever. I think tonight, one of the takeaways that I hope you guys get is you've listened to the show and you've had fun with us. The hardest thing a lot of times is to keep that focus on this actually being a time of joy. And so we laugh, we joke around, we make you know little quips about the three wise men and who they really were. I mean, they, they were not Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus, and Charlie Brown. They, those guys never came around till 1900s, probably. I don't know. Uh, but all these traditions that we get so wrapped up in, it's really important to go back and actually read the Christmas story. And a couple of things, a couple of takeaways that I think are important is we want to encourage you to have conversations, real conversations that matter, that hopefully will save lives. And one of those conversations has to be about what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. Is it really about all the gift giving, the parties, even asking why do we do that? So the second conversation to have is once we've figured out the real meaning, the real significance behind Christmas, it's looking at Christmas, the events that we do and the things that we do um, that are associated with Christmas and have an honest conversation and say, guys, are we really getting the meaning of Christmas is what we're doing, reinforcing the true meaning and true significance of Christmas. I'm not saying it's bad to exchange gifts. I'm not saying it's bad to go to Christmas parties and and different things. But if our heart is in the wrong place, we're missing the significance. We're missing out on the meaning. And the heart is the biggest thing that God actually came to impact on this time that we celebrate Christmas. It's sending his own son in a way that was not only in in such a way that was insignificant, but it had infinite significance to it. Let me put it in a simple way that that, that I would remember, because I'm not that smart. And and let me ask you to do this. Read the story, which is from the Bible, Luke chapter 2, and then tell the story. Tell the story about how it impacts you. Tell the story about how you've responded to Jesus. And if you haven't, we invite you to go to HopeNet360.com and talk to a live coach there. But but do two things. Read the story and then tell the story. And and if you remember those two things, maybe maybe Christmas will take on a different meaning. And maybe others will start to share their story and you'll open up that dialogue that you really should have. And also, as we're wrapping up 2015 here, I want to remind you that this is a great time if you want to support the podcast, support HopeNet Radio. We could definitely use your support in 2016. You can make a gift, you can make a donation, and support HopeNet Radio at HopeNet360.com slash give. Also tonight, our podcast is available. You can subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. All you got to do, go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. And with that, we are excited to be partnering with World Relief this month. So if you wanted to go and donate to give items for a welcome pack or you want to put together a tote with a welcome pack in it for refugees that are coming here to Wisconsin and want to make an impact locally, you can drop off your items at Q90FM in De Pere. The link is under the show notes. And also on our website, visit hopenet360.com slash welcome if you want to be involved in helping support Uh, refugees that are coming from overseas and being Christ, showing people what Christmas is really all about and giving gifts, giving things to people who are in need. So find those links, hopenet360.com. And uh, with that, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Love on people, encourage them with this show and share with your friends. We hope you'll do that. Follow us on Twitter as well. We'll be hanging out there for a little bit while longer. And of course, as always, we'll see you guys online and next week. Bye-bye. Later. Later.